Hi, this is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder. And this is Shondaland Revealed, the official Shondaland podcast for Thursday nights. Thank God it's Thursday night thing, doodles. And today, which is incredibly exciting, we have the most phenomenal two people joining me who actually agreed like on their days off to come in and do this crap with me, which is just super impressive. Your favorites and mine, Asia Naomi King and Jack Falhi, and you know who they play, Connor Walsh and Michaela Pratt. Well, and I just want to tell you what these guys are wearing. Asia today is wearing a really adorable outfit, I'm going to yes. say. And you've also accessorized rather well. By the way, right now what she's doing is she's sort of patting her hair, and I'm going to look at her jewelry pretty. She's wearing a kind of very, very light denim long sleeve shirt with a black skirt, which fits her very well. And she's got it in sort of a Daisy Duke. Yes. She's got it kind of tied up like... That's right. There's some posing going on that I wish you guys could see right it's now. It's incredible. There's lots of this shoulder movements. This is what movements. it's like working with Asia. If, <laughs> if you didn't already know, there's lots of posing. Can I say I love nothing more than an Asia pose. When we were doing the pilot, Asia would come out in all of her costumes that we were trying on oh and gosh. she would pirouette out and there would be like 45 amazing kind of like runway poses or like red carpet poses, which well, were genius. The clothing deserves it. It's so amazing the how clothing, they dress me on this show. The clothing is incredibly good and Jack has really brought his A-game today. <laughs> be nice. Yes. I actually do like what you're wearing. Thank you. Um, you are wearing a, I would say, ripped, somewhat yeah, ripped. it's ripped. T-shirt, and it has... Calvin and Hobbes on Calvin it. Calvin and Hobbes on it, which is kind of genius. You guys, it's a black T-shirt with Calvin and Hobbes, which, you know, speaks, I think, to your inner life, I probably. Think so. yeah. And, and a Calvin nice pair and Hobbes of... on the shirt are staring at the stars. They They're stargazing. Just like you guys. Just like as us. As you try to destroy <laughs> the body. So the great thing about Jack is he has dressed thematically for this podcast, which is super awesome. And he's wearing a nice pair of very nice Jack, like black jeans, Jack jeans, we call them. Yeah. It's a new line. Yeah. Hashtag Jack jeans, which is terrific. And um, some very fashionable boots. One of the things you guys, we learned really early on about Jack is Jack is actually in real life, one of the best dressers and has an amazing sense of fashion. As does yes, Asia, does. who always looks amazing. But mostly Jack. <laughs> But Jack, that was one of the first things we talked about. It's not a competition. (laughs) Everything on how to get away with murder. (laughs) It's a competition. What are you talking about? The trophy for who dresses the best. Just getting to set is a competition. (laughs) That's true. Now, do you know about this, the Gold Star Game? I heard a little bit about this. Do you want There's to talk a little bit about this? This Gold Star Game that we play on set that Asia always loses at. Um, actually, where once, I win once, <laughs> constantly. Once the beautiful production assistants say that it's time for us to go to set to actually get down to filming. I'm already there. We all sprint. <laughs> we all sprint to set, and whoever gets there first gets the Gold Star. So now, like gold sometimes star they mistakenly is. award Gold Stars to other people, so well, I help them out by taking they actually, the Gold Stars they off of their now, trailer yeah, doors. They actually now have Paper, they have actual they have paper, paper gold stars, gold stars oh, yeah. on our trailers that can be removed if, say, you're late to get to set, you know, your five, ten minutes or past if, your say, call you time. Or if, you think you deserve it more than the person that got it. Yeah, That's well, interesting. Stealing That's gold re- stars doesn't work, just like stealing the trophy, <laughs> as Michaela says. I'm starting to feel like life is imitating art just yeah. a tiny little bit. Little little Miss Perfect here is, like, very worried about her not getting the stars, and you're just... You're pretty just casual about it. Pretty casual about it. I think it. it'll work out. I think it's going to work out. At the end of the season, I think I'm probably going to have a gold star in my trailer. Well, I think that's an awesome motivator. And I think for all of you guys out there, I think we could all use some more gold stars in our future. So look at a loved one, set up a thing. Give them a gold star. Get them a gold star when they do something wonderful. Yes. Now, do you guys, because we're going to talk about the episode, 
podcast people, don't don't worry. But yes. do you guys remember? Because I remember so distinctly when I met each of you guys, which was like super super freaking awesome. You, I remember coming into that like audition room, and we were so freaking relieved to see you. You have no idea. That's nice. Which was I was terrified. Were you really scared? Yeah. What do you mean? Was I really scared? <laughs> you didn't of seem it. You seemed super I cool. Was Petrified. You were so funny. And then I just started rambling about car accidents. I was super excited about yeah, that. You got into it. I got we had really, a really And then I was like, I'm not even going to audition. We're just talking we're, about we're car really, accidents. We had a really good time. It's great. And where you'd move to. And it was like, I yeah, remember the whole conversation. It was totally. really interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, no, when you opened your mouth, because what we did with Jack was we were looking for someone to play Connor Walsh and we weren't finding what we were looking for. And Linda Lowy was going through a group of tapes that you got, you'd put out, you'd been put on tape. But we, we saw you on tape and we went, oh my God, we've got to get him in here. So I remember you were up for another pilot and yeah. we were super panicked mm -hmm. because we thought that the other pilot was going to take you and they were in first position. And we were like super anxious. And so all, after you left, all I did for like an hour was call the other show. <laughs> oh what are you doing? Threaten what are you them. doing? <laughs> we threaten them actually with yeah, sure. world domination or death by fire yeah. or something we will really destroy you exactly <laughs> right exactly asia was kind of a shoe in as well actually the same sort of thing where we met you and we were like and we knew your work from a couple of fine television programmies that you'd been in very recently because you did black box and you also did emily owens dm dm <laughs> With Mamie Gummer, who we worked with on Off the Map. That's right. Full the, circle. The full circle. So yes. I just want to say, you guys, we were very, very lucky to find these guys because that it was really hard to find the right people to play these parts. And we were really specific. And Pete Nowak, who you guys know created the show, was super specific about what he wanted. God bless him in his cotton socks. Him. Yes. And Linda Lowy, who's our amazing casting director, was tearing her hair out at various points because we would sit in her office staring at her with, I'm making big eye faces now. With big, sad, starving children eyes, like those Keen paintings, going, "Where's our actors? Right. Where are the people who want to do this show?" What a nerve-wracking <laughs> job! Like casting during pilot season, right? Like there's so little time, and you're just like, "Okay, just find the perfect cast for my baby." For my baby, in like ten seconds, it's a little bit to me like buying a house in Los Angeles or anywhere, you guys, because the real estate market, any place real estate, you have to spend a squillion dollars, like more money than you've ever spent in your life, and you have to make the decision immediately on the toilet. Right. Oh. Like literally like within seconds, because you're supposed to walk in there like, there are 89 people bidding on this house. And I'm like, but this are is a squillion though? dollars. <laughs> and, and not that many people. There are not that many people. <laughs> exactly. And like, how many people have a squillion dollars? Well, that man wants to pay a squillion dollars in cash. And that person, and you're literally thinking, I know nothing about this house. It, could be infested with rats and I'm or still ghosts. much like the casting <laughs> process. You're joining us and you have no idea what you're getting, right? Oh, you're nice. signing up for a large portion of your life. And I think you realize it, like you see it and you sign up and you go, I'm signing up, but that's never gonna happen. Right. And then the show becomes successful and all of a sudden it's the reality. So how much did you guys feel like you knew about your characters when you signed on? Like the description. <laughs> Talking about a leap of faith. Yeah, what do you mean? Well, you know, I, you know, we had all read the pilot. I read the description of my character, but I had a real strong sense of her and what she could yeah, become yeah. throughout yeah. the show. Like, I was like, great, this person has some depth that we'll discover as it goes along. I was very excited to learn more about her. That's cool. And you basically, same sort of thing. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that, I mean, Pete did such an amazing job of crafting these characters that 
were so alive, but also I think kind of an open book too. Like they, even on the pilot, that was the exciting thing I think in reading it is that I knew who Connor was, but I also was excited at where he could go, you know? And I think like once we got to Philadelphia and, you know, got the job and Pete sat down with each of us and sort of allowed us to help tailor the initial idea of the character, which yeah. was really fun. Yeah, I think one of the things he's really great at, Shonda does it too, is they start with an idea and they write a character obviously, which is great on the page, but then mm -hmm. It really changes as you guys inhabit it. Use guys, by the way, that use was nice. Use guys. So in my days back in New York, yeah, use guys. guys. It was like when use guys showed up into the audition. It was awesome. But one of the things which is really fun to watch is how the characters sort of start to change and evolve mm -hmm. because of what you guys are bringing to it. It's nice because I don't think for the longest time anything's been set in stone here. I remember right. on yeah. the Scandal pilot. Darby, who plays um, Abby Whelan, Darby and I had a conversation where she was curious as to know what's the backstory and blah, blah, blah. And I think she asked Shonda and Shonda said, we'll find mm. out. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're going. Yeah. So, so you guys in Smile or Go to Jail, which is like such a great episode. First of all, that weird selfie on the bonfire is one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. Like. <laughs> That is of a horror movie, because your expression, which is so desperate and slightly sweaty. <laughs> I think Asia was like genuinely scared that day on set. Because we, we were, a lot of people know this, but we were shooting it on a stage. Yeah. yeah. And so they, you know, green screened it. So and then they put us into the bonfire scene that was an exterior, which I don't even know how that works. And it's um, amazing. I produced the show and I don't know. Yeah, exactly. No they explained idea. it to me. And, I, and they did explain to me like, oh, no, we built it on set. Bill D'Elia, who's our producing director, was like, yeah, I didn't know how this was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> it looked amazing. It was great. Which was actually, because that's like one of my favorite things. And also that you're linked by the same boyfriend, which is one of the best plot things I think of all time. And you guys, every time it comes up, I just always hope it's a gift that keeps on giving because anytime one of you wants to give poo to each other, one of the, the two of your characters brings it up, which I just think is like, you're on him about Oliver and he's on you on your fiance like, Aiden, which yes. is just vicious and cruel. It's, it's so mean, it's so, so mean. They're just really, I mean, they're real people, but they're bad. Mm. Like, Michaela and Connor are just not that nice right now. They're just not that nice. She's oh, this just, is classic. She's not terrible. She's really not. She's super competitive, and she knows yeah. her only other competition really in the room, or she knows the only other person who cares is Connor. That's, That's true. And so That's a lot is directed at him because, you know, when you're in an environment where you're constantly trying to prove yourself as being the best and the most worthy yep. and you see someone who like is on your level with that, then you target that person. Totally. Same, like, for, but same like, for Connor. No, you know what I think? I think there's a gigantic amount of anxiety and perfectionism in this person. Totally. Yes. And, well, and as yeah. with as with Connor too, I mean, there's a gigantic amount of... And like to get to like that echelon of yeah. academia. I think it's like in, yes. just insane. I mean, oh, yeah. you would have to be the fiercest, like... The top of the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta be the top dog, like Asher says in the pilot. So good. I think, did you guys, we, we gave you a little bit of like background meeting people and that sort of stuff. Did you find that in terms of preparing to play a character like that, that that was helpful? Just in terms of context and background, because my friends who went to law school around, because I, you know, I was like an actor slacker, so I moved to New York with sure. no job, and it was kind of sad. But the, like they were driven, and mm -hmm. that first year of law school, the stories that I've heard are just like people flaming out. Like I was talking to a friend who said his roommate actually really lost his mind and yeah. had to go home, and totally, yeah. yeah. I think that was huge for. His 
I mean, I, I'm pretty close to it just because I come from a family of attorneys. So you I do? Was, oh, that's oh, cool. yeah. God. It's, they've, been, they've all been a great resource, but I've been pretty aware of it. I mean, even seeing like my sister go through law school and she went to like, you know, a top university or top law school. And she's, I mean, she's a boss, you know, and she like gets it done. But it's, it's such a stressful time, I think, in, in people's lives that hearing these stories and even reading about, reading a lot of the material that Pete sent us, I think it was pretty eye-opening. And definitely put us in the like mindset to be like, okay, well, it's cutthroat. Yeah, that's the world. Mm -hmm. Do you have any lawyers in your family? I do not have Good any girl. lawyers in my family. <laughs> I'm married to one, so really, that's 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 plenty. Just because in terms of dealing with my husband, even when he'd be preparing for cases, like I find jury selection fascinating, which is what this episode was about, mm -hmm. and how you put up the best game. Especially with like, as we're starting to get into more episodes, all the kind of grandstanding and yeah, like and it's crazy. And sometimes crazy you would stuff. think this wouldn't actually happen, but like, oh, we are tame in comparison to the things that happen in, in actual courtrooms across the world. Totally true. I think <laughs> one of the things actually I loved about the episode that was just aired is I love the whole process of jury selection and how that works and the psychology behind that and how how you do choose a jury. And I also really love that case because I actually did really feel bad yeah. for that kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Julian did yeah. a great job. He did a really he good did job. A really good but job. it is, yeah, you're right. It's interesting, like just weighing the different socioeconomic factors that account for who you're going to put on your jury and race and religion. And that, that is a pretty interesting process. And how sort of like straightforward you have to be about it. I'm making a lot of hand gestures, you guys, which make no sense. <laughs> Lots of hand gestures. I look like I'm doing sort of like a weird kabuki thing. But I think after last night's episode, is it's getting super crazy. Yeah. I mean, you guys yes. are operating in a super crazy world. And yeah. it's getting kind of high stakes. And we can't tell you guys too much about what's coming, but it gets even more crazy balls Well, even fast. for us just filming, like, all of the things that we see on Murder Night, now you know we're, we're jumping around time so much during Murder Night that while we've been filming, we've been kind of pulling our hair out, you know, discussing like, wait, wait. Like, yeah. So the scene when Frank calls Laurel, that comes after this, but then it becomes before oh, this, yes. and we've already shot this, yes. but we haven't yet shot that. Yeah, it's a timeline. And yeah, it's interesting. El Elfie, who plays Wes, walks around with like this timeline. <laughs> like It's like he, the Bible. He does. Uh -huh. It's he amazing. Does. It's, it's amazing. Uh, but it's it's also, sup that is super complicated. Like it the is layering yeah, all that totally. is so complicated, and there's some very bright people upstairs who yes. are so drawing great. arrows and lines and stuff, and oh, every time <laughs> I watch an episode, and you guys haven't seen what's coming yet but it's really good every time i see the next episode and another little piece of the puzzle drops in or just something becomes sort of clarified it's pretty amazing one of his goals was i think pete's goals was that by the time that you get to murder night you could pretty much put the whole murder night together and just show it and it would make total sense yeah which i think is kind of a cool idea yeah that totally. we talked about which yeah. is if you just look at those pieces and that annalise she's oh. up to some stuff oh so good like she's got some um, some stuff going on can you believe though in that first scene when her husband put his hands around her neck all right i was like so now you've lost your damn mind that was scary i was genuinely scared watching that. with bonnie right downstairs too yeah. Yeah. it's like what, what what direction is this about to go in oh here? yeah and, and let's all just talk about tom verica who's the busiest man in show business right. as we all know i mean he's running and directing scandal and then he's putting a little suit on and he's being all slightly lila nasty yeah oh my god and then poor nate who's spending a lot of time 
time in dark cars recently. Oh right. God. The amount of hours Tom Verica has spent laying in a puddle of blood <laughs> it's on true. set is, it's so I mean, true. I don't know, Betsy, maybe you could get like a dummy or a doll. We'll see, I don't after know. the end of episode. <laughs> I don't know if you guys get to the budget or anything. Maybe we like. could, maybe I should maybe should suggest that. Get that, yes. He's been lying in a puddle of blood a lot, huh? So often. He's such a, a hero about it, though. You know, he, he's cracking he's all these sport. jokes and he's like, I'll just be down here. And then he gets in his puddle of blood while we do these like super dramatic scenes around him and he's like trying not to breathe. and. Um, we have some questions for you guys from yeah. um, our Twitter Ooh. fan base. Mm -hmm. Angelica at um, WW Aloist wants to know, how is it being part of such an amazing show? It's great. It is. No, I mean, it's such a privilege to work with such talented people day in and day out. Me. I love this guy <laughs> right here. Jack He's Dalley. so good. Especially coming from like a theater background, it's really wonderful when you're with a group of artists that love running lines for scenes you're about to shoot as much as you do. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, like see, that's everyone's great. like so dedicated to the work. And not just the actors. I mean, our crew, yeah, that's what I was like. All, like our camera guys, like everyone, everyone on set, they're all amazing and really happy to be there. Even when it's like, you know, 15 hours deep, like just still good spirits. See, that's, that's the nicest thing ever. And what's your favorite line so far? Oh man, I mean, I really like my line, you know, sit down, shut up and stop acting like a little bitch baby. <laughs> I really like that line. I think that's a hashtag in itself for the yeah. rest of our lives. Also, spoiler, but not really, but spoiler, Asher coming up has some incredible lines. I mean, like, I think some between great. like six, probably six, some of- Six is Asher's real sweet spot, Yeah, too. so six, yeah. right, six yeah. is- And what about Batman you, Little Missy, your lines? Oh man, it's so hard, because they give me so many excellent lines. How to choose a favorite, I don't know. Oh, you know what? My favorite little speech was in the, um, not this past episode, but the last one talking about the trophy. When I said that's not how the trophy works, moron. I love that too. I'm so excited. I was going to say that, but I was also going to say. No, it's this episode I call Laurel a moron. That's why I okay. had that on my mind. No, I also I love when you say, calling. I love when you say, <laughs> I am not the shitty star. <laughs> This Angela, Angela has a lot of great questions and right, a couple go, of questions. Go Angela, Angela which is at Malaya's Derek. What's your fave scene to film? Paulina, by the way, at Pretty Skylark is at the same time. You know, I love I love filming scenes during murder night. I yeah. love finding out more and more of what happens. And those scenes, they move the plot forward, but it's so character driven, you know, with the circumstances, the stakes are so high and it's mm -hmm. so intimate. Like, it's really fun to shoot those. Yeah, I agree. And those scenes are usually the most physical for us, which is, I think, really fun to get up on our feet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like carry a body in a rug. Yeah, you know that sort of stuff is always very entertaining. You know, I, it never ceases to make me laugh. By the way, it's terrible, but it's when the guys around the corner, and the body <laughs> we, whacks we, against yeah, knocked, the wall. Yeah. I, it's the silliest thing ever. I must have watched that the was, pilot uh, like 89 times in a row, obviously, and every single time Pete would look at me and go, "You, do you still was, laugh at that this?" That was Michael Offer who directed the pilot. That was his idea. Yeah. He wanted a little physical comedy in there. That was so funny. <laughs> Great, it works great move. every single time. Um, Danny, Danny Girl wants to know, any on-set pranks or inside jokes you'd care to share? Well, we did talk about the gold star The gold star is yeah, awesome. Star, Stealing stars from people. Um, Lydia at Ituat wants to know, if you weren't an actor, what would you be? I think I would probably be a teacher, yes. What would you teach? 
Like what children? age children? I oh. would teach <laughs> She was thinking about monkeys, gorillas. Teaching, <laughs> teaching puppies how to dance, but now it turns out yes. that she wants to teach children. Sign yeah, language to no, pandas. I think, I, think I, would, I think I would like to teach young kids. I like kids, they're so cute. Um, how about you, Calvin Hobbes? I don't know, I mean, I'd probably be like an explorer. I could see an that. An explorer, genius. You know, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, fishing yeah, boat in Alaska would be cool. Yeah. Or I maybe like in the Amazon, just, you know, yeah. bushwhacking with a machete. It'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a great answer. Thank I, you. I would never, ever want to be an explorer. I'm terrified of everything. So therefore, I would probably stay at home, but I think an explorer would be a great thing to want to be. Um, Stacy at O-V-O-X-O Hobos. Nice. Describe each other in one word, please. Asia's compassionate. Oh, that was such a that's nice word. That's nice. It does it through being a teacher. Oh. And how would, you, how would you describe young Jack? I would say Jack is daring. He's got a great curiosity for life, this one. Now, I, there's somebody who always, always, always sends a question in, and they're always the most incredibly creative questions. Mm -hmm. And actually has been sending questions in probably since we started the podcast, and that's Bobblehead Lives. And that's at Bobblehead Lives, and today Bobblehead Lives wants to know, you have a bucket of chalk, you can write anything on the sidewalk, and 10 million people will see it. What do you write and why? Love each other better. And I don't think you need to say why. Man, wow. I mean, <laughs> thanks, I guess. Like, what am I going to say after? I love each other better? What Anything I say is going to make me look like a real dingo. That's love each other better -er. <laughs> <laughs> love, love each, each other, other best. Love each other the best. <laughs> or, like, eat more chocolate. I don't know. <laughs> One of the two. That's, I think, advice that everybody would probably not object to, except those who are allergic to chocolate. You're right. Okay. I forgot Most about you guys. I'm sorry. Eat more okay. chocolate unless you're allergic. <laughs> I love you. And I love you. <laughs> Well, you guys, this has been amazing, and I so appreciate so your time. Yay. And this was Jack and Asia, who joined me today from How to Get Away with Murder. So next week, I want you to join us at ABC uh, Thursday night for a great lineup. I want you guys to know that Grey's Anatomy will not be on, but instead there will be that amazing show that I love every Halloween. It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and that will be on at 8 o'clock on ABC. But that will be followed by a very, I'm sure, scary episode of Scandal, and also probably a terrifying episode of How to Get Away with Murder. Be spooky. Not necessarily in the Halloween theme, but I think probably Halloween theme adjacent yes. is my feeling with How to Get Away with Murder, with all that murder and darkness and Agreed. spookiness yes. and bonfires and stuff. So remember, that's going to be Charlie Brown at 8 o'clock, Scandal at 9 o'clock, and How to Get Away with Murder at 10 o'clock. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, and for those of you like me out there, abc.com. I will be back next week with another podcast Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me. In the meantime, have a great week. Stay safe, and I will be talking with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.